Welcome to Unethical Podcast. Places. Anybody got any, anything interesting from Christy lately? How was that? Was that nonchalant? <laughs> Grabacion and Curso. Because he didn't say it and I'll get in before Richard. <laughs> that was in Spanish, y'all. Recording progress. There is. I got in first, mate. That's, that was so embarrassing for you. No, Christy just Recording said Recording in progress. I will cut you. Mute him, Celeste. Mute him. Got it. Got it. Sorry, Bo. You you were saying? <laughs> I was saying. I love how he just goes to, you know what? I'm not winning with what I want to do. So I'm just going to scream into the microphone while we do. <laughs> while I fat finger the mute button. <laughs> I will be playing the part of Christy today. <laughs> Christy, have you sent yourself anything recently? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, lots of things. Nudes, nudes. Um, no, I love you. Randy Stair liked at the photo of the of the podcast. One of them of Randy Stair. Oh, there is a photo of he, what's his girlfriend's name? Mackenzie West. Ember. No, Ember was from the cartoon. His girlfriend was Mackenzie West, who still didn't exist. Yeah, who said? Yeah. So there's definitely a photo of Ember with her guitar. But it looks like the person who is the fan club, who is I underscore love underscore you underscore Randy underscore stare, has superimposed a photo of Randy over a photo of Ember. Oh, Cute. that's nice. Terrific. <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> Are you going to behave, Richard? All right. All right. Let the, let the man be able to show how impressive he is. Take him off mute. Let him get it out of this system. And then we'll go on like adults. All right, well, Bo's letting it happen, so. It's not going to go that way. Recording in progress. Abort! Look at how big his vein is getting. He's so pleased with himself right now. <laughs> I'm having too much fun. I'll stop. <laughs> I'll be good. I'll only comment on Randy Stare lovers. Like, what a fucking dude. All right, yeah. Hey, hey, I love you, Randy Stare. Did you listen to the episode by any chance? We weren't complimentary. You've only got five followers, so I don't know if your posse is going to be able to take us out, but that's fine. <laughs> Doubtful. Speaking of sex, do you guys want to talk about prison? Wow. That was the best yeah. segue we've ever had in the history of this show, and I'm into it. All right. No, I thought if we're talking about prison, we're talking about making love. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> don't ask me how I know this, but there's this, I think it's like an OnlyFans or something. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's a dude that's in prison that just like makes videos of him like a jerk and all his dick is huge it goes up to like his chest it's wild but anyway wow he's in prison and so there's like dudes talking in the background the whole time and his cellmates like off to the side it's so funny yo maurice put your dick away making money for my commissary fool (laughs) prisoner tiktok jerk off it's not a 
Celeste, just give just give Bo your login information. Just let her see it. Screen share. Yeah, okay, fine. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yes! All the patrons are like, yeah. <laughs> we just gave them a whole nother reason to keep going and join Patreon. All right, prison it is. <laughs> and today it's Lorton, Lorton Reformatory, or it's also called Lorton Correctional Complex. Lorton, it sounds like a nerd prison. Right. Sounds like where you send all the scientists who like did experimentation they shouldn't have done. That's sounds that like sounds. Shawshank. Warden Norton. That was his name, right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's true. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> he was though. <laughs> um, so it was built in 1910 and it started off as a prison farm that was called the Aquan Workhouse. Aquan Workhouse changes what it sounds like. I don't even know what it sounds like anymore. Now it just sounds like a martial arts studio. <laughs> right it was because it was near the aquan river so they they named it geographically it was also near like i think lorton virginia too because we're t- we're in washington dc in that part of the united states right now so and washington kind of borders virginia and maryland and so 1910 is when aquan workhouse was established 1914 is when they built an adjacent reformatory and they also added a 10-acre walled penitentiary that was constructed by inmates. And that was constructed in 1931. And uh, in 1959 to 2001, there was a bunker on the site of Lorton that was used to house emergency equipment in the event of war with the Soviet Union. And it closed in 1990, well, 1999, 2001 is when the last prisoner was taken out, and it was in use for 91 years. Hmm. You got to think for, like, uh, prisons, eh? Like, the last one you did, that was a prison one, too. You got to think for, like, jail. <laughs> so, uh, the reason <laughs> that I wanted, since I started off Stockade Annie with the reason I wanted to do it, I'll start off with why, what drew me to Lorton, and that's this big guy behind me. Aw, this kitty cat. He was my childhood cat. He passed away in 2012. Yes. And he came from the Lorton Reformatory. He was a prison cat. Hardened criminal. He was my he was my childhood cat. I I adopted him when I was like three or four. Did they have to take it away from one of the inmates because he kept doing something weird to it? They're like, no more cat for you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So I get into the Lorton cats because of because of this guy. But no, they were they were protected. They were loved like there were several. There were even the same way that there are different levels of prisoner, you know, like minimum, maximum, all of those things. They had different levels of cats. Like, like cats that were only yard cats and then cats that had like an in-between and then cats that were like belonged to somebody and they were living the good life. Huh. <laughs> so you had like three stages of cats. That's interesting. Yeah. And somebody was probably like, like oh, you know what would be good around here? Pussy. And so they brought in cats like, fuck, wrong thing. None of, no one knows when the cats <laughs> came in. Cats just like were a part of it. Like people who'd worked at the prison for the last like 30 years, 
by the time it shut down, they were like, we don't know where these cats came from. They've just always been here. Someone's got to catch the mice. I think in prison, it would be rats that they were after. Oh, like, I see like, what you did there. Like I narcs. see what you did there. Thank narcs. you. Get the narc, you stupid kitty. And then it just goes over, licks, like purrs up against someone's leg. And then everyone's, get him. He's a fucking rat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So if you Google Lorton Reformatory, you'll get a lot of headlines like prison to posh and shit like that. And it's because now the prison is apartments. So mm. for like $1,700 a month U.S., you can live in an apartment that was once a prison. So uh, Lorton was built as a reaction to a 1908 investigation into deplorable conditions for of workhouses because there were other workhouses around the area that were just awful. And so they built this new one for less serious offenders. They're like, look at this. It's got kitties. So uh, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, it's much better. Not as deplorable. From deplorable to adorable. Sorry. <laughs> I'll stop. I'm sorry. I love that, though. From deplorable to adorable. You'll have to. De- that's what you have to title the episode. From deplorable <laughs> to adorable. All right. I'm sold. I love it. So it had its own railroad from 1911 to 1977, um, and that was the Aquan Railroad. It also had a dairy farm and a brick factory on the premises, which they obviously used prisoners to work, both of those things. That kind of explains the cats. Um, Originally a dormitory design with open air layouts, like I was saying, and no watchtowers. It was literally built like a college dorm. But later they added on a penitentiary for maximum security. And so that included watchtowers and cell blocks and more like prison type things and less like reform. That's kind of what they were working towards when they built it was reform. Um, But that kind of fell down really quick. So. Yeah, that's the social thing. That's a socialist thing. That's not a capitalism thing. So why would you do that? Right. Exactly. And the bricks that were manufactured at this plant were used to, or at the prison, like the plant part of the prison for bricks, they were used to build more of the prison by the prisoners. So they were manufacturing the bricks they were using to build their own prison. Such as being a prisoner. Um, in 1935, a set of cell blocks um, was built for solitary confinement, otherwise known as the hole. Prison leaders added barbed wire to it in 1950s for, like, fortification purposes. Um, and they offered work opportunities in brick making, farming, all of these things they were also running at the prison for monetary gain is where they were offering work opportunities for these prisoners. Do you, uh, okay, where, where are we moving through? Like, are we at a year right now? Like, is this 1930s or something? So we're kind of jumping around. Okay. Yes. I'm just curious, like, because they probably weren't even paying the prisoners, probably just slave labor. So that's kind of good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the time that they were using, the prisoners to build parts of the prison was in like 1930s. So yeah, they're not paying these guys. They're just telling them to fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> and they're being like, you're getting work experience, boy, when you get out of here. 
because they're yeah. they are getting out they're they're in there for menial things you know it's not until later that we get the maximum security stuff which is more which is also in the 1930s kind of around there 1930s 1940s we're building up more of the prison throughout the 1930s 40s and 50s so um there were increased uprisings to the 1970s and 1990s um about poor conditions and um mistreatment of prisoners um and that resulted in property damage and a hostage situation and that hostage situation is as follows so when you say uprising you mean like riots yeah sick prison riots are scary uh and that's kind of what this hostage situation is is just a riot right like these prisoners want things they want better conditions and i'll tell you what they got december 25th 1974 armed inmates took nine guards hostage which later um i was reading newspaper articles that were published like the day after it happened and then like the next day and so at first they reported nine guards but it was 10 guards that they ended up taking hostage um and that was in the mess hall and four escaped they like rushed the prison wall and all four of them made it over but one of them later died of a rifle shot that a guard fired oh what was your escape attempt really he did escape from life (laughs) that's true I remember hearing a podcast a while ago that like further back in the United States history, uh, if you could escape jail, they would be like, good job. You deserve to be out. And they would let you go because they don't feel like chasing you. Isn't that crazy? Like if you could escape, you got it, buddy. Get out of there. I mean, and if you escape something like Alcatraz, sure. But like this, come on. No, you got to bring that back, man. Prisons are overcrowded. Drop them in like. The complete and total, like, northern Canadian wilderness, or pick your wilderness, you know. And just, if they, if you survive with literally nothing, cool. Go back and be a murderer. Who cares, man? Go out. No, murderers, scientific testing. People who are in there for just being stupid. That's cool. Okay. Survive the wilderness. It's like a weird, it, it's a game show. It's like, it feels like a reality TV show, like Survivor like Prisoner. Prisoner. Yeah, the Hunger Games. And pedophiles should be dropped in the North or South Pole to have a disadvantage. From 10,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> no parachutes. We didn't kill you, the, the ground did. Yeah. Also, if you survive that, then maybe God doesn't want you dead. That's what I'm saying, right? That's what they used to do with hangings. If you fell off, when if the rope broke or whatever, they're like, well, God says no, off you go. interesting and then now you got now in in this timeline you got guys with rifles just shooting in the back that's good make it give them a fair chance to run away that's all i'm saying so um another four inmates escaped in this hostage situation by overtaking guards stealing their uniforms and then stealing a guard's vehicle so did they steal the bodies too or how did they get the uniforms i guess they just like knocked him out because i didn't read any reports where any guards died all of the guards ended up going home okay so i guess they just just naked yeah yeah i guess those guys were just naked 
Good. And they probably stole their weapons and stuff too, because it was reported that inmates were armed with shotguns and rifles. So Oof. they would have had to have overtaken guards to to get those things, especially in 1974. Yeah, because 1974 isn't now. 1974 is a different time. They would have just shot what? them. 1974 isn't now. <laughs> they didn't jump 50 years forward. My point is they don't have the same rules as now. They would have just shot them and everyone would have been like, good job. If you shoot someone with a shotgun in prison now, you're probably going to be like, that was a hate crime or something bad's going to happen to you. You're going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? There would be no one getting you in trouble. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't here 50 years ago like you were, Richard. I didn't hear. I didn't catch what you said, sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> So this this hostage situation started December 25th. So we're going into December 26th. This hostage situation is still going on. So this thing goes on for like 20 hours. On Christmas. Yeah, on Christmas. So that's what all these guards are having to do with instead of being at home with their families, which all night their families held a vigil outside of the prison. Aww. Well, their Boxing Day is going to be a write-off too, isn't it? They don't have Boxing Day in America. They don't have Boxing Day in America. That's something that we learned not, not that long ago. No Boxing Day. What do you day. mean they don't have Boxing Day in America? We don't even know what that is. I didn't even really know what that was. Yeah. We don't We don't just like set up rings in the backyard. <laughs> I love how we Tally don't set up rings in the backyard and fight our family <laughs> just because we have to get the aggression out from all the stress of the holidays. We don't do that here. Crazy. All right. So... No Boxing Day. It's just the 26th of December. <laughs> Everyone's just going about their normal lives like normal people the day after Christmas, like some psychopath. Well, no, this is not a normal situation. You've got inmates armed with butcher knives. <laughs> and your family, you're, you're inside with no clothes on because a guard just or a guy just took your pants and your shotgun and your kids are outside with candles going like dad don't die it's a little freaky it's uh <laughs> you bring your kids to that that sounds like boxing day to me honestly yeah i was about to say is that not how all of you guys feel christmas that's how we do it. no pants on open flames yeah boxing day. shotgun yeah shotgun. feels like a hallmark movie wrote this yeah yeah exactly a bit, a bit disorientated. Don't know where I left my weaponry. Yeah, it sounds about exactly the same. That's, I got, I forgot I was describing Christmas. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> so they had been like giving up some of their guard prisoners over time, but on the twenty sixth, were they trading for anything, or were they just like, here's another one, more cats? Probably trading for things, but tobacco. I guarantee, I guarantee cute kittens were high on the price list of things. You could get a carton of smoked for a cute kitten. You know what I mean? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Give me the cats back. <laughs> we don't care about the guards. Give us the cats. The internet says don't fuck with cats. Did they have a vet on site? I don't There's know. No fucking way. There's no way. That would be my very first demand. I would be like, all of them need to be spayed and neutered immediately. And I will release the guards. Yeah, that would have been a fucking good demand. Yeah. I don't want them getting ovarian cancer. I think they want right. the kittens. I think they're going to say, keep that vet out of here. We want kittens once every six weeks or something. Like they let the kittens are the best part of their life. You know, there's kittens come to the guard tower. There's kittens like get back. We're going to sacrifice. One guy just goes in as a human shield. and They all get to look at the kittens. One guy dies to get out of there. Worth it. 
worth it exactly <laughs> they did use the cats as like oh we're helping prisoners reform with animals look how like innovative we are but really it's like you were a farm and there are cats and now the cats have overrun your prison like imagine if they would have put cats in one flew over a cuckoo's nest rather than chief i don't think a cat would have been able to smother jack nicholson with a pillow that's true that's what i mean they have to change the whole <laughs> ending <laughs> <laughs> nobody you know nobody would have died it would have been just petting cats like dr evil the 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 lower like not maximum the minimum security prisoners uh let their hostages go in exchange for federal prosecutor statement on amnesty for not prosecuting ringleaders of the uprising okay so this is kind of a, this is kind of important i want to understand this because i, I i'm get i'm getting a picture here but so these low risk offender people, like, what do they do? Like, what's magic? Because I'm thinking like they're what we're talking about, like, like accountants who like forgot a zero and they're in jail for five years for fucking tax evasion or a guy who jaywalked or some shit, just guys. that. But now you're fucking taking hostages like that's that's a pretty big fucking step. You know so you're talking I mean? about that's- like robberies and and stuff like that, too. You know, okay. armed robbery, um, okay. maximum security dudes are going to be like your murderers, which is kind of weird because the maximum security guys, they released their hostages uh, despite not being able to get what they wanted. Like they failed to get their pledge of amnesty, but they released everybody. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, we tried. All right. <laughs> We're already in jail for life anyway. We have nothing really to lose. That's the thing is like, meh. I feel like that's kind of it, though. I'm here for the rest of my life. They're gonna make it very hard for me. Yeah, that's what like I, was I want say. this, 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 and this. No, please, no. Ah, oh, well, we tried. What, what are we gonna do? Fair enough. No hard feelings. <laughs> You're not gonna make us miserable. <laughs> it, they did get prisoners. Did get bez- better visiting hours, improved medical and educational services. And restoration of the furlough program, which had previously been taken away from them. What's furlough? So a furlough program within a prison is when they give you like a day out of prison. So they'll furlough your sentence for like a couple days to go to a funeral or something really important. And um, they had ended that completely. Ah. Probably one guy fucked it up for everybody else. Right. And during the hostage situation, you had 2,100 prisoners at Lorton. Yikes on bikes. But by the end of the day, December 26th, the hostage situation was done. I find it, I I find it crazy that they even negotiated with the prisoners at all. Because, like, what makes you think you shouldn't do it again later when you want more stuff? I, I... it's weird to me. I figure they'd just be like, fuck you. I guess you can't really do that because they got shotguns to your buddy's heads, but I mean, still. Prisoners learn the game pretty quick, I think. I think they know what they can get and what is just off the table. Furlough's not a big deal, I guess. I, I can't think of a time that that would be bad, you know? Uh, let the guy who's... I'm pretty sure there's a serial killer who had furlough and he went out and killed someone. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember his name, so I don't know. But <laughs> furlough is funny. It's probably me. happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked that they negotiated because I, I, that sets precedence in my brain. Being I'm a bored prisoner here for the rest of my life. Let's start a riot. Maybe I'll get more kittens. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> Maybe I'll get one kid. <laughs> so we mentioned overcrowding earlier. Lorton was definitely crowded. In 1995, there were 7,300 people incarcerated at the prison, which is 44% more than originally intended. And 95 of those incarcerated were Black. And the last inmate was transferred out in 2001 after Sorry. they decided to close Sorry, the prison. Sorry, 95, 95 or 95? Or nine for, yeah. Yeah, 95 or 95%. 95%. Sorry. Oh, okay. I, I was like, only 95. I was really? like, that doesn't seem very high. <laughs> I was going to that's the whitest prison in America. <laughs> <laughs> that was their demands, though. They were like, no more black guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, all right. No, they were all black guys. They were like, no more white guys. No, I know that makes more sense. Well, that sounded racist, but I didn't mean it that way. God damn it. <laughs> Get another racist statement from Richard. Classic racist Ricky back again. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you're wondering. It's a prison. Some people had to have died, right? That wasn't what I was wondering. No, it's not. Not even. I wonder how many were dying. That's all. <laughs> people fucking were dying, man. So, um, one of the deaths was a guard, Michael J. Hughes, who was beaten and fatally stabbed in the day room of Dormitory 13 by Guillermo Gomez and John F. Scopel. Oh, not Guillermo and Scopes. They're my favorites. That's <laughs> <laughs> why you should never make uh, uh, Cell 13. It's bad luck. Hughes was attacked after refusing to allow one inmate to enter the dormitory day room. The inmate produced a nine-inch shank and stabbed the officer Hughes in the face and neck. After he fell, the other inmate hit him on the head with a chair. Both inmates were later charged with murder and sentenced to life in prison. Officer Hughes was a World War II veteran and served as a corrections officer for five years. Too far. You don't get, That guy killed Nazis for your... F- for your prison life you know what i mean i was gonna say say don't say freedom freedom. (laughs) i was i almost said freedom and i'm like no whatever (laughs) your freedom well not that but something else for your kittens and your no more black eyes In 1971, Roy D. Lewis was stabbed in the maximum security dining hall in retaliation for an earlier stabbing. Lewis was taken to Lorton Hospital, where he died an hour later. That seems fair. An eye for an eye. 1972, so just the next year, Joseph Brooks was stabbed in the chest in his dormitory. Brooks managed to stagger to the prison hospital and was taken to D.C. General Hospital, where he died approximately four and a half hours later. Lorton sounds dangerous. Yep. I mean, it's prison. Oh. But so our next death is in 1980, and that's Douglas Boney. He was shot twice <laughs> in the chest. <laughs> he deserved it. <laughs> he was shot twice in the chest with a 38 caliber revolver by 32 year old Edward Ford Sheriff who broke into dormitory 16 with 24-year-old Jermaine Stoddard and 30-year-old John Landon. So three, sorry, three dudes from outside the prison broke into the prison to kill someone? 
Why did they just kill someone on the outside? And then they could have just gotten in. So, so prisoners would have been divided by dormitories. So like other prisoners would have had to break into other dormitories. So it was, it was likely other prisoners breaking into that dormitory from their dormitory. The dormitory with all the revolvers in it. <laughs> Sorry, not, not revolvers. Arrow, bow, and darts. Yeah, Aaron Bodner. <laughs> so uh, Gordon Stewart was 19 years old. This was in 1990. And he was stabbed in the chest while in the shower area of Youth Center 1. He was taken to the center's clinic where he was pronounced dead at 8.45 a.m. The two youth center facilities are on Fairfax County land and fall under jurisdiction of county police instead of federal land like the rest of the prison. Stewart was serving a three-year sentence for armed robbery and one year for, for probation violation. He had been at the center since 1988. Inmates in the youth center are sentenced under the Youth Rehabilitation Act. So it's all under rehabilitation, reform, rehabilitation. It's all the same guys of bullshit. Um, but all of the people that were sentenced under this act are between 18 and 21. Gordon Stewart was serving a 36-month sentence for stealing a necklace. That's nice. Oh, he's stealing it for his girl. Mm. Was it gold necklace? It's like a coral necklace. <laughs> <laughs> Kona <Carnage> shell necklace. <laughs> Beads and some fishing wire. <laughs> Not worth it. Yeah, I mean, he was just stabbed in the chest, you know, just trying to serve a sentence, doing what he does. Just trying to correct my crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Jeez, didn't mean to put myself here. <laughs> Is this all the murders between like the thing until or are you just doing highlighting some some of them? Yeah, but just highlighting the big ones that I that I found. I was going to say, because like now that you're saying that it's like a span of decades, this doesn't seem like a uh, scary prison at all. It seems like, yes, sorry, not at all, because people are getting stabbed, but not like every day, once a year. It's prison. That doesn't seem right. too bad. Anyway. Only on drawing days. Yeah. There would have been like <laughs> smaller incidents that didn't like quite make it into newspapers and stuff, you know, because yeah, that's yeah. our biggest like record of, of that sort of thing. So prison rape and such right oh yeah there, there's other things going on too yeah and such and such <laughs> and such prison, prison rape and such <laughs> well i don't one of them i know for sure happened it's not my place to speculate on what else happened how were you there you don't know for sure yeah i do yes <laughs> i i would bet my life on it we need to find one of them and ask them <laughs> get them on right. the show <laughs> i found one fuckers. psa who's been raped in this prison when did it happen have you got proof any of you listeners out there if you were ever in the uh lord reformatory and you were in fact raped please reach out to me at an ethical crime podcast at gmail.com thank you or if you raped someone either or it still happened even if you were just at Lorton, because, like, I had a hell of a time trying to track down anybody who was at this prison. Like, I was trying so hard to find people who were incarcerated at this prison. Can't fucking locate it. I figured since you'd been in prison, you know, I could find an address. But no, apparently it's not that easy. Imagine the dingus on dingus to just be <laughs> like, I want to find an ex-con and show up at their house <laughs> and have a chat 
I underscore love underscore Randy underscore stare. That guy's been learning. No fucking doubt. It's where he made the account. It's where he learned the Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. oh I did because I, I I went into like the prisoners, which like I, I've I'm getting getting into that now. Who was at Lorton? But I tried to go like really off the beaten path, you know. I could find details about the big names that went to Lorton, but like just your average Ooh. everyday Joe, I couldn't fucking find any information on that guy. Because nobody cares. Yeah, we want to know about the big boys. I want to know about big boys. I want to know who went there now. That's that's actually I would have never thought to even ask that. Who's been very Lord? on brand that you want to know about the big boys, Richard? <laughs> the hot males, hot males. Get it right. <laughs> Get a Ouija board. Summon the spirit of Fat Man and ask him. <laughs> oh, I would love to. I'd love to be like, who took care of you in prison? Because somebody had to have taken care of him in prison somebody had to and i would love to figure out who that person was i was who i was really trying to track down was the cat the the dude who uh self-proclaimed cat man of lorton but i only saw that in like one article one one time i found his name and then i couldn't fucking find him again i couldn't find anything else on this dude and i was like who are you cat man of lorton like what the fuck if any of you listeners are the uh, cat man of lorton please reach out at uh, gilcarnpodcast at gmail.com Please, God, do it. No, stay the fuck away from us. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll give you my personal email. <laughs> Just uh, send us your address and I'll show up. <laughs> send us your address. Join the Facebook group. Have your people call my people. So the first big name that was in Lorton was Chuck Brown. Wow. Wow. I feel good. That's James Brown. I knew that. Oh, oh sorry. Wrong guy. No, that's, Ch- that's James Brown's brother, Chuck Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a shoe brand or something. Chuck Taylor's. Oh, yeah. Chuck, t- <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Brown is like Birkenstocks and Birkenstocks and Converse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what I was, that's exactly what I was picturing too. Wow. Pork bottom Converse. <laughs> makes my shoot my feet make fart sounds i would like to invest in those shoes you can have them <laughs> for free but what about chucky chucky our boy chuck brown well, he was <laughs> born chucky. august 22nd 1936 he's all motherfucker well he died in 2012 oh he's a dead motherfucker you know all yeah, he's dead, dead nothing but a spinal column left got it but <laughs> But at 15, he was living on the streets of Washington, D.C., and he did not graduate high school, and he decided to work odd jobs for money. And in the 1950s, he was convicted of murder and served eight years at Lorton. Originally charged with aggravated assault, the charges were moved up when the victim died. Although Brown claimed self-defense, it didn't really matter. He was sentenced anyway. Was he black? Yes. Yes. So it could very well have been self-defense. Who was it that he killed? With a name like Chuck Brown. Excuse me. May I remind you of a little bald-headed, good grief-saying motherfucker by the name of Charles Brown? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who is very white. <laughs> good grief-saying. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm looking at someone who 
uh, may or may not have the last name Brown and should they or should they not be in prison is all I'm saying. First name, Chris. Yeah, Chris Brown punched Rihanna in the face. I'm looking. I'm not looking at Chris Brown. <laughs> Same initials, but as Chuck Brown. <gasps> so once he was out of Lorton, he was a truck driver, a bricklayer, and a sparring partner for several boxing gyms. And he was also a musician. Every day was boxing day for Chuck Brown. Sorry. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> boxing day. It came back around. <laughs> that was exceptional that was exceptional every day is boxing day for chuck brown love it he would play at parties like his 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 music career was what he really wanted to pursue so he would play at parties and perform at venues but he couldn't play at venues that sold alcohol because it would violate his probation and he would go back to prison bat mitzvahs Woo. And his musical career really took off in the 1960s, and he soon became a local legend in D.C., and he was known as the godfather of Go-Go. What the fuck is Go-Go? It didn't age well. Oh, yeah. that sounds disgusting. That didn't age well at all. Um, godfather of, like, rock and roll, you want to be that. You know, that's still around. But, like, godfather of Go-Go, or that's not, that didn't Was that, age. like, K-pop or some shit? It's uh, like a. You ever seen Joseph? You ever seen Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat? Yes. J- 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 Joseph, <laughs> you're doing fine. I've never heard of it actually. <laughs> go go go, Joe. Anyway, um, just YouTube that. That's go go. Okay, got it. Saw it at the Chester Fretz. And Lorton, Lorton helped him shape his musical career because while he was in Lorton, he traded cigarettes for his first guitar. Always be the man with tobacco. <laughs> so where do you get a guitar in prison? Do you just like, did somebody make it? Because that's kind of cool. Prison guitar. I don't know. 16 cats that just, <laughs> when you press them properly, they meow in different tones. Oh yeah, my meow. God. <laughs> Easy meow. Meow, that's enough, guys. That's enough meow. All right, pause. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about a cat guitar. It's too retarded. It's stupid. Excuse me. What was that, Richard? It's too retarded. Oh yeah, I can't say that word. Uh, You're not on Patreon anymore. Yeah. So Chuck dies of multiple organ failure, May 16th, 2012, in Baltimore. Wait a minute. He died. Dead. <laughs> well, he was a musician, right? So his organs failed. My favorite thing about this whole thing today <laughs> is that is Dingus is just. Complete. Digus just keeps going. Like she's just wait for pause in the laughter, and then she just keeps plowing on. And I have so much respect. I have so much respect. That's the best way to do it. Fucking circus. That's how you have to do it. I guess I'm in charge of this one. Someone's gotta steer this old ship. Hey, you're on point, mate. Oh god, I don't know. I feel about driving. Uh, Good luck. Why I'm having a fantastic time. (laughs) for how uncomfortable i feel i'm having a fantastic time (laughs) i love it 
So Petey Green is another musician we're going to talk about who spent some time in Lorton. He was born January 23rd, 1931. Question. Sorry, interjector. Do all of the famous people have colors for last names or just these two? <laughs> uh, just these two. Okay, continue. I want to say I want to really hear about Angel Turk. Johnny Chartreuse. That's who I. <laughs> yeah, Chartreuse. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about Angelo Mav. Bert Auburn. <laughs> I want to hear about Rayal Gray Green, please. <laughs> Rayal. Ah. Oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> Raphael Off White or Dead? That's what I want. <laughs> Off White. His name is Raphael Eggshell. <laughs> that was the other 5% of the population. They were eggshell. They were, yeah, they were exactly. off-white. <laughs> off-white. I don't, I don't think the Mexican community would like us uh, saying they were off-white. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, <you're good. sighs> he dropped out of high school in the ninth grade and joined the Army at 16 in 1947. He served in the Korean War as a medic and was honorably discharged in 1953. In 1960, Green was convicted of armed robbery and sentenced to 10 years in Lorton Reformatory. There, he became a disc jockey for the prison, which <laughs> made him liked among prisoners. If you do not come with a musical background to up, like to share with us right now, you are dead to me because you cannot drop something like that and not have proof of it. <laughs> <laughs> So is a disc jockey like a DJ, like a radio host? Hey, coming at you from Lorton, maximum security. Oh, what do we got over here? Ralph's getting stabbed in the neck today. Guys, come on down and watch Ralph get stabbed. We'll give you 50% off for front row. Just tell him, Johnny Green, I forgot his name. Fuck. Petey. <laughs> Petey Green. That's Petey. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Today's weather is just the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been outside in days. I don't know what fresh air smells like. <laughs> <laughs> so May 1966, he's in prison. Sure. And he talked an inmate into climbing to the top of the prison water tower and threatening suicide. On the radio? No. <laughs> All right. If anybody can get to the top of the water tower in the next 10 minutes, you will win a cat guitar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two tickets to April wine because they're coming here, obviously. Yeah. You'll get three bottles of toilet wine. <laughs> so after he talked this guy down from threatening from suicide, uh, that combined with good behavior earned him a reduction in his sentence and he was paroled the next week. I thought he talked him up there, not down. Well, yes, but the purpose was so that he could talk him down. Oh, so he's like, go up there, make me look good when I save you. Diabolical. That's some Joker shit. And so, like, it looked good and because he did this great deed and because he had good behavior before that, they reduced his sentence and he was paroled the next week see who needs riots manipulation is where it's at <laughs> i would dare to say that that's unethical oh! <laughs> he said the name of the show in the show so in the summer of 1966 green was hired by dewey hughes to work as a disc jockey 
on AM radio station WOL 1450 and hosted his own show. Rapping with Petey Green aired in Washington metro area through the 60s and early 70s. Rapping with Pete Green, that's the greatest thing about Okay, wait, rapping with Petey Green. Was this like a morning show? Like, did he, did he have the drive to work or what? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what time slot he had. He's like a good looking fellow. Um, not going to lie. He soon became began hosting his own TV show, the PD Green Show. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. And that had a six, six year run from 1976 to 1982. His show won two Emmy Awards. Get out of here. Good for him. Good for PD Green. March 8th, 1978, he was invited to the White House by U.S. President Jimmy Carter. He quipped to the Washington Post that he stole a spoon during the gala. Awesome. Wow. Stop. Another spoon. Another yeah. spoon. Dang Another it. fucking spoon. <laughs> you can take the guy out of prison, but you can't take the criminal out of the guy. I think he's just playing to his audience at this point. He's like, I used to be in prison. I always steal something, even at the White House. Like, that was a talking point for four days on his fucking radio show. Guaranteed. Wait, if whenever I get the shits at work really bad, I just steal stuff. <laughs> like, like, like this. What? Right? <laughs> this was at the office. And every time I get the shits, like, I only steal shit that I know I can take. Because I'm not very good at breaking the law. So, like, if there's, like, there'll be a pen or something or, like, some chocolates that's left along and I'll walk out and I'm like, fuck you, taking this. I'm not, it's not like I'm walking out with the kettle. I know I'm not allowed to take that. Like, I'm not walking out with the microwave. But, like, I walk out and I was like, I'm taking this pen and this chocolate and fuck you. And I'm walking away because it's teaching me. It makes me feel big. And it's like, you could have taken that anyway they're there for you so when i said i steal shit i i'm not very good at being bad and i steal shit that i know i can take i got a really bad um uh like i just got the shits about something they were doing something that i fucking hated can you clarify really quickly she doesn't mean diarrhea yeah uh, yeah oh getting okay sorry the the shits do it yeah (laughs) every time i get diarrhea i steal things That's what it's it sounded so, like to all sorry. of us. As soon as I come out of the bathroom. As soon as I come out of the bathroom, I'm just taking shit. Oh like, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. I'm just diary all over that fucking place and I'm taking this crap with me. <laughs> no, sorry. Get the shit. Oh, I'm so heartbroken right now. Getting the shits in Australia is getting really pissed off. <laughs> getting really angry what's diarrhea in australia what's di- getting what's the like- shits it's the same thing <laughs> so you don't know if somebody's angry or if they've had diarrhea it's always context so the the other day a, a colleague of mine had to leave a meeting and someone next to me goes oh brett's got the shits and i was like oh what's he pissed off about no someone goes no the actual shits i was like ah all right, cool. <laughs> He's going to steal things. See, exactly. You don't even know when you mean diarrhea or when you mean you're angry. You, as an Australian, had to clarify with another Australian what oh, the shits meant. You decided as a society <laughs> that sometimes you're mad and sometimes you're crapping your pants. <laughs> 
So it's the same thing. It's the same with the word piss, right? If So you can be pissed, which means that you're drunk. You can be pissed, which means that you're angry. And you can be pissed. That means that you've pissed yourself. That is not like the same. Is- That's the same everywhere. Pissed and pissed and pissed. That's the same here. Shits is we do it, original. We do it That's with different. literally everything. We do it with literally everything. And of, more often than not, if you're the one who needs to ask for clarification, you're the idiot. So oh. as a society, I was the idiot having to ask for clarification why... because I should have just known which shit. <laughs> but this is this had. is what's happening: is you guys have shamed everyone into asking questions because then nobody wants to ask a question anymore, otherwise they're stupid. So you guys just run with it. Everyone's like, "I got the shits today." They're like, "Did you shit your pants?" I don't know if she shit. Is she shit right now, or she's pissed? You, you know what I mean? Like with food too. Somebody comes into the office and they're like. <laughs> Man, I've got the shits today. As a boss, you have to be like... Did you eat a Big Mac? Don't eat the Big Macs! Everyone stop eating the Big Macs! <laughs> Wash your hands? Are you going to steal things? No, to be fair, out of, it was very out of context. Like, someone leaving a meeting because they've got the shits would normally be because they're angry. Like, it was very out of context. And so everyone was like, Crystal, you can't just go around telling people that Brett's got diarrhea. <laughs> But, but saying has diarrhea, I guess, in that scenario would be better than saying the shits for sure. If you know, like if I knew that as a society, the slang for angry was the shits, then I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, he's got diarrhea instead of saying he's got the shits as to like quash all confusion. But anyway, back to what I was saying, when I get the shits at work, when I get angry, I don't, I may or may not have diarrhea in that situation. <laughs> Does getting angry give you diarrhea? IBS. I've got the shit shits. I'm so mad I have diarrhea. <laughs> I've got the shit shits. Do the shits give you the shits? <laughs> Potentially. I don't know. Next time I get really angry, no, I'll No, honestly, check. when I have the shits, I get major shits. and it could go either way it could be that getting angry gives you diarrhea or that having diarrhea gives you you angry angry. it could be either way oh my god that's so good yeah anyway i steal shit from work when i've got the shits with or without the shits Wow, man, it's turned into a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea did it. Andrea did it. I, I did not even think. I did not even think when I was saying that. And I was watching all of your faces being like, why is she <laughs> got diarrhea and just stealing shit from the office? All right, sorry. Sorry. Oh, now that we've had a good laugh cry. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sweating. Me oh too. I'm sweating so much right now. <laughs> I got the shit sweats. <laughs> so in 1981, Green has, uh, at this point, he has his own TV show. So he has Howard Stern on his show. And this was one of Howard Stern's first TV appearances in which Stern appeared on the show in blackface, which Green found hilarious. Stern later called Green ahead of his time and a broadcasting genius. So Stern clearly did not mean that in a malicious way. Isn't Howard Stern the guy that like talked to that uh, that guy that was like, I've killed a bunch of people. I'm a serial killer. And Howard Stern was like, you're a bitch. I think it was Howard Stern. 
Yeah, Howard Stern got a call from a serial killer. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, and he was like laughing at him. Damn. Green was also a community activist, joining the United Planning Organization and founding the Ralph Waldo Green Community Center and efforts for ex-convicts. Ralph Waldo Green. He sounds like someone I wouldn't be friends with. He sounds like someone I wouldn't want to try find. Mm. Ah! Oh, that's right. Took me a second because we're calling Wally here. So Efforts for Ex-Convicts is an organization devoted to helping former prisoners succeed in the legitimate ways and advocate for prison reform. He also rallied against poverty and racism. And after the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., riots erupted throughout the United States. And Green made statements on air that were credited to helping quell riots in Washington, D.C. I think we have a new Bush of the Week. Yeah, I like this guy now. Do you think he told the, you said he was working for some like reform thing for the prisoners? What was it called again? He helped find, uh, found ex-convict efforts for ex-convicts. Do you think one of his tips was like, get your buddy to climb that tower and then call him down. You'll get out earlier. (laughs) 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 That's an interesting. Also, I feel like the guy who's totally fine with blackface is probably his, his views on racism might be different. He's like, blackface, fine. Hitting blacks, not okay. Right, yeah. I mean, I guess at that point it was from a comedian standpoint, you know, and, and that was much more acceptable. That's everyone's excuse. That it's comedy? That it's acceptable in comedy. Oh, oh, gotcha. It is no longer, but it was at one point acceptable in comedy. He was diagnosed, Petey Green was diagnosed with liver cancer in 1982 and died in 1984. And approximately 10,000 people lined up outside of the church to pay their respects. So he was a very well-respected man. They all climbed up the steeple and threatened to jump and then got down. Just joking. (laughs) Rest in peace, Petey Green. Yeah, rest in peace. Bunch of people showed up in blackface. It was hilarious. (laughs) All right, Petey Green Bush. In 2008, the P.D. Green Project was started to help incarcerated people and previously incarcerated people achieve academic goals. And uh, you can find that at pdgreen.org. And that's still going and helping helping convicts. Good. (laughs) Says the Australian. What? What? Oh, yeah, okay, convicts. Okay, got it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like relatives or some shit. Yeah, that's how that works. This next chick does not have quite a huge bush. And it's a white lady. And her name is Laura Ingalls. Ooh, I know this name. How do I know this name? I also know that name. She's an aviator who is best known for her flights that were made in 1934. And yeah, yeah, she's a pilot. She she flew from Lockheed air express um from mexico to chile air express air express oh <laughs> no 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 it's it's laura ingles wilder she wrote little house on the prairie oh that's who i'm thinking yeah that's who i was thinking of too this oh is God, not this is not her i was like who flew into air express <laughs> okay cool and uh, more more questions who's eric <laughs> but no, it's just the accent tricked me and it's Air Express. 
Eric Express. Okay. When I say it, it doesn't sound the same. Air Express or Air Express. Does that sound the same? Yeah. Say it again. Ish, yeah. Air Express. Air Express. No, it sounds exactly the same. It does. But that was her plane. She was flying in a Lockheed Air Express. And then she flew from Mexico to Chile over the Andes Mountains to Rio de Janeiro and then to Cuba. And then she flew into New York, marking the first flight over the Andes made by an American woman. The first solo flight around South America in a land plane. The first flight by a woman from North America to South America and setting a, a woman's distance record of 17,000 miles. So just in that trip, she set all of those first. And that's what she got arrested for, was being a woman setting records. Eight year out, hot out, Amelia. What year? What year? So she did that in 1934. Amelia crushed her records after. Sorry, Bo. I was just about to say, Richard's got Amelia envy. I do. I was. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You going against my girl? That's my girl. I'm learning a lot on this episode. I'm having a really good time. Me too. Laura Ingalls was known to be a Nazi sympathizer. Well, I'm having a less fun time. <laughs> it just blew, it just ruined everything. All right. <laughs> In 1939, she flew over Washington, D.C. in her Lockheed Orion moon monoplane. I almost said moon plane. Whoops. <laughs> yes. Space. Uh, dropping anti-intervention pamphlets. She was arrested for violating White House airspace, but was released hours later. Of course she was. She was white. Pushing the white agenda. In 1940, after the defeat of France, she approached Baron Altrick von whatever uh (laughs) is that how you pronounce that whatever is it no (laughs) no i just gave up we're just gonna baron 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 altrish (laughs) it's baron gotcha uh he was the head of the gestapo in the u.s and second secretary to the German embassy. She suggested making a solo flight to Europe to continue promoting Nazi, the Nazi cause. But Baron told her to stay in the U.S. and work with the America First Committee. She gave speeches for the committee in which she gave Nazi salutes and declared America was a lousy democracy. And Baron praised her for her oracle skills. A lot to unpack in that sentence. She studied Mein Kampf, on which she based her speeches and her pamphlets. She expected Hitler to win the war and uh, wrote to a German official, someday I will shout my triumph to a great leader and great people, Heil Hitler. She had the hornies for Hitler. I bet she feels real fucking stupid. Sorry, I want you to say that again, just a little bit clearer. I'm not going to isolate it <laughs> No, you do not. <laughs> I will not. I stumbled over the first time for the re- for a reason. Don't you do oh. it. Someday I'll, someday I'll praise a great leader. Somebody tell her that he's dead already. Cloning. <gasps> I don't even want to talk about what we talked about with Hitler last time. <laughs> Sorry, we're done. For real. <laughs> uh, okay. So 
1941, after the German declaration of war, Engels went to Baron to receive a list of contacts, and she was arrested a week later. She was charged with failing to register as a paid Nazi agent in violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act of 1938. Uh, she received approximately $300 a month from Baron. The FBI testified that they had kept her under surveillance for several months. Ingalls was convicted and sentenced to eight months and two years in prison in 1942. She was sent to Lorton Reformatory. However, after fighting with another inmate, she was transferred to the U.S. Federal Women's Prison in West Virginia. Imagine being a, imagine being a Nazi and then having to go to a jail where it's 95% black people. Like, <laughs> sucker. <laughs> Nazi bitch. That's not what you want as a Nazi sympathizer, obviously. I wouldn't yeah. care. But, like, that's not what you want, right? Like, if you actually have that much, pro- like, you actually think that people with a different color skin than you- yours are so deplorable, she would constantly have the shits <laughs> in both senses. <laughs> There's another good isolatable sentence. <laughs> Celeste, another great isolatable sentence. Sorry, buddy, just you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so after her probation ended in uh, July of 1944, she was arrested at the Mexican border. Her suitcase contained sensitive materials such as notes she had made of Japanese and German shortwave radio broadcast. She did not enter Mexico and was not prosecuted. In 1950, she applied for a presidential pardon, but her application was rejected by two successive pardon attorneys. Yeah, she wasn't arrested because she, they just took her shit. They just took that information, sensitive information they had, and just let her on a merry, merry way into Mexico. Suffragists were a huge uh, portion of who went to Lorton. Suffragists. What's a suffragist? Yes, suffragists and suffragettes. Say, well, suffragettes was mostly in the UK, um, but it was women fighting for the right to vote. Oh, David Bowie sings all about it. The suffragettes were those the bitches from um, Mary Poppins, right? What the chimney sweepers? No, the well, the, 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 oh, the penguins. No, what from where the. <laughs> The, there were the two bank- penguins in Mary Poppins. <laughs> the the banker's wife wasn't she like a like wasn't she a suffragette? I haven't watched Mary Poppins in a very long time, but now I need to go. What you were re-watch. doing makes me think rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about Jane Fonda? Because that looked like exercise. Like that looks like aerobics. So Lucy Burns was a big part of that, and. She was very well educated. She attended Columbia University, Packer Collegiate Institute, Vassar College, Yale University, and Oxford University. Her father, Edward Burns, supported and financed her education. She began her life of activism in Europe when she met Emmeline Pankhurst and her two daughters, and they inspired her to become involved with women's rights activism. She dropped her graduate studies as part of the Women's Social and Political Union and joined a protest in 1909. She was arrested and imprisoned in Britain. She then later would come back to the U.S. Um, She met Alice Paul, and they were 
both involved in a protest at the Lord Mayor's Ball and when they approached Winston Churchill. So this still would have been in the UK, but she eventually does come back to the US. Um, they approached Winston Churchill with a hidden banner shouting, how can you dine here while women are starving in prison? This again resulted in prison <laughs> where they both led hunger strikes. <laughs> Much easier once you're back in prison. So off you go. <laughs> Fucking meta. That was so meta. I'm going to get arrested out the front for fighting for women, like making people who are eating food about the women that are eating food and then get put in prison where I'm going to not eat food. Meta. And then they're going to be force fed to try to break their hunger strike. How do you do that? You stick a tube down someone's throat. So this is where Lucy Burns and Alice Paul meet and they become fast friends and they think that the American suffrage movement is failing. So they come to the U.S. to try to fix that. And while picketing the White House, they are arrested and sent to the Aquan Workhouse, which is Lorton Reformatory. Lorton. And they led more hunger strikes and were again force-fed. They kept trying to assert that they were political prisoners and uh, they were organizing protests with other prisoners pretty consistently. Burns was put into solitary confinement when she began circulating one of the first documents that defined the status of political prisoners. During her third arrest in 1917, the judge aimed to make an example of her by giving her the maximum sentence. During this imprisonment, she is, she, sorry, (laughs) she survived what is known as the night of terror, where women were brutally beaten and refused medical care. Uh, Lucy tried to call roll call of the women and the guards attempted to stop her. Uh, When they failed, they handcuffed her hands to the top of her cell door with nothing on except a blanket. So she was in this like really cold, dingy cell with her hands above her head, naked, essentially. And uh, she was so loved by other women that other women put their hands up in their doors in solidarity and stayed there. Yes. Sisterhood. Yes. I'm here for it. Bowls. You ain't right. I don't think they all took their clothes off. I think they just put their hands up. Oh. Yeah. Lucy was the only one that was like forcibly stripped, but I'd be like, woo, we're going streaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, if everyone else is doing it. Yeah. No, Tally would have been naked before everybody else and being like, oh, okay. It's my time to shine. <laughs> Let me put my clothes back on in protest. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. <laughs> Yes, naked picket line. Here I come. Woo! Well, not me personally. Let me stand in the sun, though. So, um, after that night, women held hunger strikes for three days, and prison officials tried to tempt them with fried chicken. So they would literally just like bring plates of fried chicken around. I would have folded so fast. Isn't that a little bit racist? The women found that very insulting. But I mean, these, okay, so the suffragette women were white, were mostly white women. So now we're talking about white women 
So it should have been like a cucumber set. No, I'm joking. It's not a cucumber sandwich. <laughs> yeah, even the even the the fucking Karens in jail are just complaining over jail conditions. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> can I talk to the jail's manager? I don't like the food in here. We are political prisoners, not regular prisoners. Yeah, we are. Pre- yeah, exactly. You know what kind of prisoner I am? <laughs> Stockade Annie would have turned shit around so fucking fast in there. Sorry, go on. Oh, yeah, she would have. Um, I would it'd be a piece of toast with two bits of crispy bacon crisscrossed with an egg that was runny with uh, like uh, with salt over the top. I would have folded. I would have spread my legs like a little bitch if they had been putting in that situation. Uh, no avocado? What is this, prison? <laughs> Avocado needs to be in with like the balsamic and feta. Like <clears throat> if I was gonna go down that down that route. Oh, excuse me. On top of an enchilada. Yeah, Mexican food, I'd be I'd be done. I'd be like, never voting. Fair, but tacos. Oh. Uh, and and avocados on top of enchiladas. Well, unlike us, these women didn't fold. <laughs> well, they didn't offer them Mexican food. They offered them fried chicken. Yeah. Right? <laughs> fascist <laughs> so when that failed they put burns in another jail and told the women the strike was over the warden also ordered that lucy burns be force fed um it was described that this took five people to hold her down and when she refused to open her mouth they um just like prod pried it open with this metal device that they made for that and then they would shove the tube or they would uh, shove it up her nostrils. So they would like shove tubes up her nose and force feed her that way, uh, causing severe nosebleeds. Tell me if I'm correct. This is what I'm picturing. Okay, five people pinning her down, a couple people on the shoulders, a couple people on the legs, maybe someone holding the face. And then another guy who's got the speculum in her mouth clacking that thing open. And then a seventh <laughs> guy who's like chewing the fried chicken and spinning it down her gullet. And this is what's happening. No, they would have already like blended the fried chicken and like had it in liquid form. This is when, this is when she went from, what's her name again? Sorry. Her first name. Lucy. Laura. Lucy Burns. Lucy. This is when she went from Lucy Burns to Lucy Bites. But Lucy Burns of all of the well-known suffragists, uh, she spent the most time in jail with her british arrests and her american arrest total did she ever get to cast a vote yeah she would have because they passed um they passed that in 1920 and she didn't die until 1966 at the age of 87 so yes she would have she would have gotten but i mean having a criminal record you probably wouldn't be able to so i'm just wondering if she ever got like able all the stuff she fought for you know did she ever even get to, uh, or did she watch everyone else and that was enough for her? You know, that's a good question. Yeah, that I don't know. Was she a felon? <laughs> I don't think any of those were felonies. Yeah. Felony charges. Yeah. Good to go. Because in a lot stripped. of the protests, they were arrested for like obstructing roads and shit, like disturbing the peace. Dumb, God damn. Dumb things. Okay, so Alison Turnbull Hopkins is our next suffragette. She was one of the silent centennials. And so that was like her biggest accomplishment. And the silent centennials was a group of women who were doing the same sort of things that 
Lucy Burns was doing, protesting outside of the White House. And she was also part of the heterodoxy, which was a group for debating women's rights and discussing those things with other women. Um, In 1915, she campaigned to pass referendums on women's suffrage in New Jersey, New York, and similar referendums in Massachusetts and Pennsylvania were all defeated. So she's also working at like a state level, whereas Lucy Burns was really looking at like a federal level. Um, At this point, the suffragists knew they had to work together for a federal amendment, that they couldn't just do this at a state level and expect the federal government to fall back in line. So she was elected president in 1916 of the New Jersey brand of the Congressional Union, which merged with the Women's Party to form the National Women's Party in January 1917. This is when suffragists began picketing in front of the White House and calling themselves the Silent Centennial. March 1917, Hopkins was among a large group of suffragists who marched from the NWP headquarters to the White House, which NWP, the National Women's Party. Um, And they were hoping to see President Woodrow Wilson and getting his support on a federal amendment. Instead, when they reached the White House, they found the gates locked and the police surrounding it. Hopkins and other leaders stayed at the front gate while other members paraded around the grounds. When Wilson exited in a white limo, he completely ignored the suffragists and they just went back to their headquarters with their tails between their legs. They didn't do it. Did they legit think, though, that they could just go to the White House, knock on the door, and Woodrow Wilson would open the door, come on in for some lemonade? Are you kidding me? Of course that's not going to happen. No offense, like, good cause, but that's it's the fucking White House. They're not letting you in. You got to make an appointment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know <laughs> what they thought. I guess they thought if they made enough turmoil that he would come out to try to, like, quell, quell the situation, you know? If they made enough of a disturbance in front of his house, but that's not how that works when you've got security. Usually people that I want to help are like being not annoying outside my house, you know? (laughs) Imagine you have a bunch of people outside your house annoying the fuck out of you. You're like, oh, I better go out and help them. Like, no, get the fuck off my lawn and get in my limo and drive away without talking to them. Of course, that's the reaction. (laughs) Yeah. So after the U.S. entered World War I, the Centennials were not ignored anymore, and animosity toward them grew, and protests increasingly grew violent. So in late June of 1917, police began arresting those women participating in picketing. They were charged with obstructing traffic and later dismissed on their own recognizance, but never brought to trial. Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Sorry for the idiots in the room. You're just released. You, you're, you're under your own control, I guess. There's no uh, no charges, nothing. You're just gone. You're out. Yeah, they, they basically just dismissed the charges and called it good. Oh, carry on. Thank you. And uh, so, but they saw that that was not enough, so they thought they were just, like, going to be able to scare these women by arresting them and then dropping the charges and that all would be well but they realized that that was not stopping these women um so they tried them they tried six women 
and they were found guilty and they were sentenced to pay a $25 fine or spend three days in jail. They felt paying the fine was an admission to guilt, and so they took the jail time. Did they think to tell the women to calm down? <laughs> Nobody's even saying it to me, and I'm mad. I know, right? Oh, man. Did they think to say you should smile more? Because that's also something. Relax, relax. Are you, are you on your period? Are you, are you, did they ask me if they were on their period? There you go. <laughs> I feel like those three things would have been so so much easier. Uh, Rich is like, I am not commenting. <laughs> oh, I just, you guys said all the things I could say. Like, what am I, throw a might all joke in there, insert might all joke, and then move on, I guess. What's a, what, uh, what? I was just about to say, do you need might all? <laughs> Pain reliever. Oh specifically for women's cramps but a lot of like men take it for headaches because it's like works really good oh, nerofen gotcha insert nerofen joke <laughs> all the australians <laughs> <laughs> all the australians like good one richard <laughs> all of australia uproarious laughter we did it all of australia just slapped their knee <laughs> Got them all. It's gonna happen. The day this drops, you'll hear a little. Sh- you'll feel a little shake in the earth. And that'll be all of Australia. <laughs> the Canadian knows what Nerofin is. <sighs> so, in July of 1917, 16 women, including Hopkins, paraded in front of the White House with a new banner designed in commemoration for Bastille Day, which I'm not. Still not 100% clear on what that was, but their banner stated liberty, equality, and fraternity. So I thought that was a little little strange. But they were arrested and charged with unlawful assembly and obstructing traffic. July 17th, they were sentenced to be jailed at the Aquan Workhouse for 60 days. They were forced to wear prison uniforms and be housed with other prisoners. Are in prison uniforms pants? That would have been really exciting for them. I don't know. In pictures that I saw of them in the workhouse, they were still in dresses. So I think it was just like a prison dress. A fate worse than death. Literally a potato sack. Could you imagine what the bottom of that petticoat would look like? I dare not. (laughs) So. Allison's husband was uh, really well well known. He was a very prominent man. So after he visited his wife in prison, he spoke to Wilson of the deplorable conditions in the jail, and the women were pardoned after three days. But just those women. Yes. The Karens, the complainers. It's always the loud. It's always the loud ones. The ones that complain the most. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Suffragists used this to help advance their cause, stating that they had not asked for a pardon and did not feel they should be pardoned as they were guilty as they were not guilty of a crime. Um, the morning following her release, she stood alone in front of the White House with a sign that said, we ask not pardon ourselves, but justice for all American women. OK, wait. So they, they got they got pardoned and complained about that. Yes. OK. And Mr. President, how long must women wait for liberty? 
In addition, she wrote a letter to Wilson stating that by pardoning her, he had denied her the right to appeal her arrest. She also accused him of signing the pardon to avoid any political embarrassment. Copies of the letter were distributed to the members of the press and Allison Hopkins was never arrested again. That's not fair. I want to appeal the crime I didn't commit. Let me talk to the, the, the manager of the USA, Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I guess. No, but I, I see. I've never had to like fight oppression or whatever, so I shouldn't really talk. I get it there. But I mean, at the same time, my God, you're out of prison. I'd just be happy. That prison does not sound fun. Minus the kittens and the kitten guitars. I don't know if I want to be there. I've never I've never uh, <laughs> heard of a like a fight one alone like that so the fact yeah. that she like went back alone too it was like Ooh. hold on no one's gonna listen to you was this before like town hall meetings where she could just go and like complain about her neighbors like i don't know chimney boy being too cute <laughs> i want ugly chimney sweeps damn it <laughs> <laughs> and then the, they get to send the ugly one she'd be like he was too ugly not that ugly one I'm middle way in between not ugly and not why ugly. did you send me sloth from the goonies yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is not what i asked for so she was very proud of her time that she had spent in in the workhouse and a lot of suffragists were they were very proud of being arrested and Hopkins would pose in her prison uniform publicly for photos, and she would lecture on the experience. You're welcome for the free uniform. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I've never been oppressed. I just see, like, come on, man, take the win. Take one win. You know what I mean? But she's never going to be a win. But maybe that's the way you had to be to get your rights. You know, I don't know. You had to just be like, fuck you. You like me now? Fuck you even more. Well, fuck me. Well, fuck you. Just everything they say, just fuck them. You know what I mean? Richard, so. a wise man once told me you got to fight for your right to party. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. I don't know if the. <laughs> I wish I had cat riffs right now for that. So, to be fair, right? They, they won't, like, they won't insert thing here. The first thing that they're going to give to the people, to the person or whatever, is always going to be a compromised version or a negotiation. So if then they rest on their rest on that that space, they're only halfway to where they want to be in the first place. Well, that's how you get a favor done, right? Is you ask for something really big, you know, bigger than the favor you actually want. And then when they say no, you ask for the actual favor. Psychology hacks. I don't know if you necessarily could be any big. Like, how much bigger would you go if you were asking for women's rights to vote? Like, I want all men castrated and enslaved. No? Well, how about just the right to vote? Yeah. Fine. Okay. Wait, do we, did back then, was everybody, like, the women had more voices than the blacks back then? Barely. Yes, but, yeah, barely. And only white women. So black women were often ostracized from the suffragist movement. That's why you only really hear and see white oh, women. Oh, that's so shit. We want to fight for women's rights, but not you guys. Fuck you. Not those women. They, they felt that bringing race into it would damage their fight for women's rights. Yeah, someone's 
the slaves get freed, then they can be on board. Or once segregation is over, wherever we're at in this story, I forget what fucking year it is. I'm sorry. 1917. You're fine. I've done a lot of jumping around between people and events. Yeah, this is just this is just before women get the right to vote, right? So um and right before MLK gets assassinated, right? Way before, like 40 years before. Come back when you're white, then we'll talk. Come back when you're white. <laughs> I uh yeah, I, I I don't know what to say about this one. I like her, but I don't know. I like I like I like fighting to fight. Like I like arguing to argue, you know. <laughs> I like fighting to fight. Like arguing to argue is what I meant. But I like I like just having like I like I doing like that. running up to people and punching them in the face for no reason too. <laughs> Richard likes fighting for oppression, not against oppression. <laughs> if they got three see-through skin, you're Stay goddamn in your right. Fucking lane. <laughs> translucent people they don't know how to drive it's it's well known oh okay <laughs> terrible drivers translucent people <laughs> fucking moon baby pieces of shit they can't see over the steering wheel these women definitely didn't deserve what they got next though november 13th 1917 oh, don't start like that. <laughs> more than 30 sentinels were arrested around the white house hey we're bringing the white population up in jail there we go <laughs> And by 5 p.m. the next day, they were on their way to the Aquan workhouse. Yeah, make those bricks. Alice Paul was perceived to be the head of the snake. um, And so she was housed elsewhere from the other women. Head of the snake? Oh, that's an expression. Okay. Right. Yes. I was like, is this a don't tread on me type fucking (laughs) shit? Uh, What just happened? I got really confused and scared and I was ready to bail. Okay. She's reacting like Indiana Jones over here. Snakes, why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> Jesus, Indiana Jones reference. Well done. So hours after they were uh, in the Aquan workhouse, the superintendent let the guards loose on the women. So they he just allowed them to do whatever. He said, go for it. And Dora Lewis, uh, who was another sentinel, she was thrown into a cell and hit her head on an iron bed. Uh, Her cellmate, Alice Casso, thought Lewis was dead. She survived. Um, But her cellmate, Alice, had uh, suffered a heart attack. Because she thought she died? Yes. Yes. She suffered a heart attack because she thought her cellmate had died by hitting her head into the iron bed. Monkey see, monkey do. Yep. As I said before, Lucy Burns was stripped naked and tied to the doorframe of her cell with her hands above her head. And uh, some women stood in solidarity with her because this is the night of terror. This is where this goes down. Um, Some women protested the abuse with a hunger strike. However, um, they just shoved tubes down their throat and force fed them raw eggs and milk, which made them violently ill. This night, they were beaten kicked stripped naked chained to bars in the workhouse cells stabbed with sticks um that had once held their protest banners Uh, they were choked they were force-fed they were refused medical treatment they were beaten to unconsciousness i mean these women were severely severely injured this night these guards didn't help hold back at all one woman uh was slammed over a chair her back was slammed over a chair. 
we all want to we all want to power bomb a Karen, but you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you don't bring WWE into yeah into this. That's bad. I don't understand why people ever hated women. They're way smarter than dudes. That's why they hated them. But yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Those who didn't participate in hunger strikes, they were given food which had worms in it. What the fuck? That had, had worms in their soup and bread. Protein. So you you know there was worms in whatever they're force feeding them too. You know what I mean? Like if they're gonna give it to them whole, they're definitely grinding it up and putting it down your throat. No problem. Fucking dickheads. Prison food is not delicious to begin with. So no matter what it is, adding worms to it is just oh. How could you hate women? So like hottest thing going, you know? And all we want to do is vote. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, just let them vote. They're smarter than us. They they make better decisions. I don't know. Women can vote now and Trump happened. So are we <laughs> really? They're still just listening to their husbands. The ones the ones that voted for him probably are. You listen here, Darlene. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but they don't know, right? You can go into the booth and vote for whoever you want. Your husband has no control over that. Brainwashing. They can brainwash you. No, Jesus will let him know. The Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will let him I'll know. know. I'll know, Darlene. I know I can't see you in there, Darlene, but I know what you're doing in there, Darlene. You have, I just voted for Biden face. You're getting fucked. Yeah, exactly. You got Biden face. You're getting fucked up when we get home. You tell me the truth. Did you vote for that old wispy man who can't even make a full sentence? Did you? <laughs> I'm oddly aroused. I'm oddly aroused by this Richard. Keep going. By the oh redneck wife beating Richard? <laughs> Not my favorite Richard. <laughs> my favorite dick. <laughs> Not my favorite. So the superintendent hadn't been in, in the days after the night of terror, hadn't been allowing lawyers inside of the prison. But finally he allowed lawyers inside of the prison. And they decided that it was unlawful unlawful for the women to be held in Virginia when they were arrested in D.C. Hang on, hang on. That's the thing that they thought it was illegal. Okay, <laughs> all right. Jesus keep Christ, beating the, the shit worst. out of them. Get them. Keep beating the shit out of them. Throw them across chairs, windows, tables, whatever. Do what you need to. But it is unlawful that they're in Virginia having It is happen. unlawful. There are guards in D.C. with no one to beat on. they have paid their dues (laughs) the virginia judge agreed and the women were released so that's what they were released on they didn't just send him over to dc they just let him out yeah they just let him out oh okay that's smart i'll take it back here you go you're not in prison anymore now you're just stuck in the prison of trauma bye pretty much fuck Hang on, weren't you just having a go at that, that at that woman because she wasn't being happy enough with the outcome of the situation? And I, now I didn't like- tell them. I didn't tell them they should be uh, beaten and raped in fucking prison. That's not what I was saying. I was saying they're complaining so they get moved to a different prison. Then they complain they got moved to the different prison. It's you, you got to pick one. You know what I mean? You can't. I'm not saying beat and fucking rape them. That's just, that's too far. No, too far. No, I agree with you. But I would yeah. pick being 
trauma-ridden outside of a prison where I could continue to have more trauma than being stuck in that prison or move to another prison. Well, of course, I wasn't saying that they should have stayed in or anything. I'm just saying it's funny that they went from now you're not in prison, but you're <laughs> fucked. You're still fucked. Like that's never going to go away in your brain. You're always going to live that. You know, it's never, you're never going to forget that. Yeah. So it's just, they got fucked anyway. Like they got their, whether they're in prison or not, they're always going to be in prison is what I'm saying. I'm Some sort ex-con. of mind prison. Yeah, but it's amazing what having a cause can do for you, man. Yeah, that's true too. It really cope helps and... you cope with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so at least there's that. And they did attain their end goal in 1920. Uh, suffrage was passed and the 19th Amendment was added to the Constitution. It's 100 years ago. It's crazy. When did we get to vote in Canada? You guys can vote? We let that happen? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have almost thought about it a couple of times. Wow. Just like everything else in Canada's history, the suffrage movement happened at different times in different dur- jurisdictions in different demographics of women. Can Australian women even vote at this point? Because you guys just got gay marriage a couple of years ago. So aren't you guys still convicts? Like, doesn't it carry on? Yeah, you guys are all felons, so you can't even vote. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Canada. Canada was way ahead of the United States. They, in 1916, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta had suffrage. Federal government uh, wartime suffrage was granted to some women in 1917. Yeah, don't you remember the the heritage commercial, Celeste? Burda, Burda. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, oh. she's in like, we should all vote. That's like uh, in Canada, we have these. Uh, we used to, anyways. I don't have TV anymore, but there was just a bunch of heritage moments that were all commercials. One of them was like, uh, I don't know, finding Ottawa, like oh, Canada. They're just talking to the native people, and but anyways, one of them was suffrage. But I didn't remember it was that early on. 1916. That's good. A couple of years before America. Full-fledged suffrage by 1918. And by the close of 1922 in Canada, that included Black women. Yeah. Canada. Woo! Canada. So 19, 1995 is the last like population count I have for the prison. And that's 3,000, or sorry, 7,300 people were imprisoned at in Lorton in 1995. How many cats? And in 2001 is when the last prisoner was moved out of Lorton. Why did they close it? Because there was only one prisoner left. Can I get, yeah. Can I guess why they closed it? You can tell me if I'm right. My guess is they went, this place is wasting too much space. It's not, can't house enough people to make the amount of money that we need. It's all cats now. It's all cats. It's all cats. One it's been guy. overrun by cats. <laughs> and like 5,000 cats. Just cats sitting there sharpening it's like their nails. The, it's like the lady from Home Alone, but yeah. cat men <laughs> instead of bird instead lady. Of bird lady, yeah. <laughs> so it was in very poor physical condition, and congressional hearings concluded it should be closed due to, quote, crumbling perimeter walls, abandoned guard towers, malfunctioning security systems, escapes, riots, murders within the prison, no maintenance of facility, gross personnel shortages, inadequately trained staff, and readily available drugs, which has painted a picture of a prison facility that is no longer serving the public interest. 
Sounds just like my high school. Yeah, I think that's the exact opposite <laughs> of a prison. Do you want all the drugs and all the violence? Oh, it's way easier to get drugs in prison than out of it. Yeah. It's a it turns into its own little community city yeah. functioning society that's just hidden away from the world. Pay the guards more. Then they won't need to supplement their income by bringing in heroin. Yeah, but they'll want the power. Yeah. We'll still always be the idiots that want the power. My dick's really small, so now i got to go and make sure I'm putting heroin in the prison. Now i got to go get it sucked by an inmate so that <laughs> she can get some heroin. So when Lorton had to close its doors, more than 500 cats roamed the 3,200-acre facility. How many cats? And more than 500 so many cats i was thinking like three per inmate so like at least ten thousand. no because of how rapidly they populate well they're not rabbits they're cats cats Cats, (laughs) yeah cats are bad i I watch a whole documentary about cats cats are like the worst species to come into like a place they will fuck up the entire ecosystem they'll eat all the little bugs they'll eat they'll change an entire ecosystem like five or six cats and they reproduce super fast that's yeah. why you got to like spay and your cats. They just destroy ecosystems. No problem at all. Then they look so cute. Meow. But they're little assholes. They kill everything. Oh, yeah. Just for, for sure. fun. Well, uh, you know, staff members that had worked at the prison for over 30 years had said they had never seen a rat at the prison. Mouse or a rat. Or beaver or fox or small dogs. Birds. Birds, they they must have scared that like a pack, a couple cats is cute. Five hundred cats, imagine them playful or something. You had something dangling off of you, and they all just jump you like ah attack. Like no thanks, cats. I love cats, but five hundred, no thanks. That's a cat litter. Imagine RJ in a prison with five hundred cats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, keep going. No, you're fine. So this is where we have our cat categories. So they were categorized by inmates. Walk cats were cats who didn't respond to anybody. So they were just outside like feral cats. Categories. I like you. (laughs) Then they had yard cats, which stayed outside, but they were cared for collectively. So like during yard breaks and stuff, the inmates would care for the cats outside. And then you had dorm cats, which had collars, and they belonged to particular inmates. However, all cats used the litter box outside because actual litter boxes were not allowed. So they did all of their business outside. But not. Yeah, there's some there's some shitting inside for sure. Yeah, it probably had a lot to do with the poor quality of. Yes, cat piss, Steve, cat piss, Steve, put your cat outside. You smell like cat piss. Cat piss, Steve. There was a guy named Captain Steve. I'm sure of it. But what what category uh, did the guitar cats fall under? Were these the feral cats? <laughs> Probably the feral cats. Yeah, they were the devil cats. Yeah. <laughs> so most cats, unless they were a dorm cat, slept in gutters or tunnels around the prison, and in lower security portions of the prison is where they were allowed to have dorm cats. So if you were in like a maximum security portion of the prison then you would only have like yard cats you imagine how bad that place that place would fucking stink yeah 500 cats cat piss steve put your cat away 
and 7,000 inmates. Yeah, I don't imagine a prison smells great to begin with. The cat piss Steve not taking his cat outside. Then you add 500, you add cat piss Steve and 500 different cats pissing and shitting everywhere. Yeah. And then, and then think about when the cats are in heat, they're not all spayed. Real, real. You ever have a cat in heat? Real. Like, shut the fuck up, cat. <laughs> 500 of them? Oh my God. Capist Steve would be getting in shit by me. Capist Steve, bring your cat outside. Richards, is he's put himself in this prison. He's there right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have dreams today. You're going to like wake up your wife. Yelling about Capisti. Just like, get up, just wake up. Capisti! Oh shit, sorry, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing your goddamn cat guitar, take your cat outside. <laughs> uh, I don't care if you can play Stairway to Heaven on your cat guitar, put it outside. <laughs> no stairway, no stairway, Capisti! No stairway! No stairway! <laughs> don't you see the sign? Made of cats? Oh my god. <laughs> so when inmates were asked if cats were mistreated in the prison, uh, they generally responded that there would be repercussions if anybody hurt the Oh yeah, Cappy Steve will fuck you up. <laughs> Cappy Steve will fucking deck you, but if you can beat as many people as you like, just don't touch the cats. <laughs> You, you touch that kitty again, Capus Steve is coming to sleep next to you. You're going to smell like fucking <laughs> Capus for the next three months. Capus Steve, get him! And so when the prison shut down, they had to rehome all of these cats. And a lot of them were, were very feral. And so they were trying to get them to go to farms and places where they could be outdoor cats still. Um, however, some could be put into family homes, like my my kitty. He was put into my home, and at four years old, I named him Pineapple. And a lot of people think, oh, was he an orange cat? No, he was not. He was not an orange cat. Pineapple are gray-green. They are not orange. They're gray. They're a gray fruit. Gray-green fruit. They're gray-green. <laughs> What a wonderful, beautiful circle back. I thought, I thought his name was Fat Man. So, yes, that was his nickname. My dad would call him Fat Bastard, but I was in, like, kindergarten, and they didn't want me to go to school saying my cat's name was Fat Bastard. So around me, they Hi. said Fat Man. And so that's what we called him for the most part was Fat Man. Mm. But his technical name. His official name, like on his birth certificate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was very clearly somebody's pet in prison. He loved people. He was so cool with people. Other animals? Hell no. He was very territorial. Like, he would fight other cats. One time we came home and there was a neighborhood cat who was orange. And uh, they had, like, been around. We'd seen where the other orange cat was, but they had kind of kept their distance. Well, I guess they met up. And there was orange fur all over our front yard. And Batman was just sitting on the window. So like, okay, I'm ready to go inside now. Because he was an indoor-outdoor cat. We would let him inside and outside whenever the hell he wanted. And he would disappear sometimes for days in a friggin' storm drain catching mice. And then he'd come back up like, hey, what's up? Arlene, 
Have you seen pineapple, Darlene? You better tell me where pineapple is right now, Darlene. I swear to God, Darlene. As I'm just, he's come back. He's kicking orange cat ass. Probably just went to go visit Capus Steve for a little while. Right. Capus Steve, that's my cat now. Get off my lawn, Capus Steve. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and so, because dad was in the army, we moved around and he moved with us. And so every time we moved, he would just get a new territory going. And uh, we were in South Carolina and our backyards don't like, didn't close all the way, the way that the military had built them. It was like an L-shaped fence with openings on both ends. It didn't make any sense. And our cat had convinced our neighbor that he was homeless and my cat would go over and the neighbor would feed him tuna. And the neighbor told us that he had figured out when he came home from work and would greet him when his truck pulled in the driveway, which was funny because he was doing the same shit with my dad and still getting wet food at our house. So he was duping the neighbor. And we found out about it when we saw him eating at the neighbor's house through the gap in the fence. Hey neighbor, neighbor, how come you smell like ammonia? Are you Captain Steve? Captain Steve, leave my dad alone, <laughs> motherfucker! Uh, my, my dad poked his head in and was like, is my cat bothering you? And the neighbor was like, is this your cat? I had no idea. Bo, I'm, I'm going to need you to uh, create a uh, Captain Steve shirt. Uh, to visualize him, however, you like, or just draw Richard yelling about Cat Piss Steve. That'll also work. I love, I love the idea of Cat Piss Steve. I reckon he looks a bit like like Steve Buccelli. Yeah, that's what he looks like a little bit with his eyes pointing in different directions. <laughs> Fair enough. I love it. You know damn well this isn't a homeless cat, Cat Piss Steve. You gave him to me. He's my cat now, Cat Piss Steve. <laughs> and fat man he was so much like a dog like we we could just go outside of our front door and you know hear kitty kitty and he would come running out of wherever the fuck he was and one time he was up a hill and we were going out of town or something and we yelled for him and he comes running down this hill and he was so fat that his belly was swinging side to side as he's running down this hill towards us that is some fucking relatable content you were laying down right there (laughs) (laughs) he would when we'd go for walks because we also uh had a dog at the time when we'd go for walks um he would follow behind us fat man would the cat and one time uh, a military police officer stopped and was like, do you guys know you're being followed? And we turn around and there's the cat <laughs> following us. And we were Fuck like, you, oh yeah, Cap that's our Steve. cat. That's not funny, Captain Steve. You scared the shit out of me, Captain Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a military police officer at all. It was Captain Steve. Like, are you where you're being followed? I am going to detain this cat for your safe. Get out of here, Captain Steve. No, it's <laughs> your cat, Piss Steve. Uh, or maybe it was um, it was uh, Fred Couch. Could have also been Fred Couch. Yeah. <laughs> but Fat Man was was full full tilt, full prison. At one point, he got in a fight with something. We don't know what it was, and it like damn near tore his ear off. I mean, it was hanging on by like a thread, and they had to sew it back on. 
Did you find a like a did you find like a whittled down uh, screwdriver behind his cat litter or some shit like that? You find a sheep. <laughs> you find a sheep buried in his cat. Well, no, but so okay, I had to put an antibiotic cream on it and give him a pill. Well, I would shove the pill in his throat and make him swallow it and make him meow. Wow, that's very Lord and Guard of you. So, <laughs> that's a <good> kitty. <laughs> Just giving back his PTSD from what he's already seen and experienced. <laughs> don't lean on me now because you don't got your cat litter. Because I'm suffering a kitty. Hid these pills because when we moved and we moved my bed, there was a pile of pills. No vomit, just pills. And he was going to sell them for catnip. <laughs> it was a, he's a fucking prison cat. He wasn't vomiting them up. He was somehow hiding them and then meowing to prove to me that he had taken it and then spit it out. He was saving them all up. So the next time <laughs> Cat Piss Steve came over, he could give him them all and OD Cat Piss Steve and finally be free of the fucking ammonia scented man. It's true. <laughs> he was either going to trade it for drugs or he was going to murder somebody. Yeah. Good, good oh, job, yeah. Fat Man. You're fucking, that's a prison cat for sure. Now you're just going to tell me like, uh, I don't know, he had six pack and always did push-ups and shit like that. I'd be like, totally yard cat. Oh, no, he was always falling asleep on us and wanting love and cuddles. He was such a lovable cat. There was only one person that he hated and it was one of my dad's friends who would always make fun of him for being fat. He would poke him in the stomach and say, I ate the baby. Oh, that's who he was saving the pills for. Yeah, that was his catfish, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point he was wearing a a stainless steel watch and Fat Man swatted at his wrist so hard it broke the band and sent the watch flying against a wall. And then it broke the face of the watch when it hit the wall. I thought you meant Fat Man was wearing a stainless steel watch. No. Very stylish of him. No, dude. Fat Man broke it. Fat Man was like, fuck your shit. awesome and the cat i have now looks exactly like him it's is that really how you funny shop for cats do you guys do you love that cat so much you just go look for the cat that's the closest to look because you can just get it cloned it's only twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for listening to another episode of unethical podcast If you're not in the Facebook group, stop being such a silly goose and come find us at Unethicult, the official unethical podcast group. If you find you just can't handle the anticipation until the next episode, then it's a great time to join our Patreon, where we have a ton of extra unethical content, and of course, our brother podcast, Private Dicks. And in case you didn't hear the good news, Private Dicks is now Public Dicks. Every two weeks, an episode of season one will drop wherever you eat your podcasts, and our lucky Patreon patrons are literally living in the future, listening to new episodes from season two. On the fence about it, have a listen to the trailer and see what you think. If you've got a case, big or small, give the private dicks a call. And yes, the phone number is real. Enjoy! Have you got a mystery that needs solving? Where is Amelia Earhart? We know. Who the hell was D.B. Cooper? Ah, easy. Bermuda Triangle? Probably solve that one next. Here at Private Dicks, we guarantee a mystery solved every episode. That's with a capital G. Every second Friday, the Private Dicks take a client, record their session, and solve the world's greatest mysteries. One by one. Private Dicks solve them, no problem. God, I love just crushing mysteries.
Search up Private Dicks on your favorite podcatcher and you can solve a mystery too. The mystery of what's your favorite podcast? It's Private Dicks. Another one solved. If you have a mystery to be solved, call 1-855-PRVTDIX. That's 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS. Call 1-855-PRIVATE-DICKS and leave us the rundown of the case. Maybe the dicks will solve it. It's 855-PRIVATE-DICKS. I'm straight when it comes to humans, but fucking gay from old people.